What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Bitcoin! Hello everyone, welcome back to On The Ledger. This is your host Moel Said, and I'm back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. Memes and community building have always been at the core of what society is all about. Think about it, whether it be with myth, religion, politics, or cultural movements, the recipe is always the same. It's about articulating an idea or a vision in a way that's strong enough to unite people around it. So yes, it's funny to say, but memes and communities are at the core of everything we do. And they can change the world for better or worse. Social media and Web2 have democratized access to community building at scale. And now Web3 and digital assets are supercharging that with the ability to align the financial incentives of each participant. It's like a Facebook group with a shared bank account. The possibilities are endless. But what the hell does that even mean? How is it going to change things? And why does it even matter? Well, you're in luck because today I've got the perfect person to talk to about this topic. He's an internet-born child, serial meme generator, community builder, and entrepreneur. You can probably recognize him from his energetic tone, DJ moves, or amazing hairstyle. Ladies and gentlemen, today with us on the show, the king of Clubhouse and Twitter space, the GM of GM, CEO and founder of Rug Radio, Farouk Sarmad. Farouk! <laughs> hey. Yo! <laughs> Welcome Yo, to Under Ledger, though. friend. <laughs> well, GM, GM to you, Mo, GM to Ledger. Uh, love y'all, you know, and, and to all your listeners, your participants. Um, what an honor! Whoa, that was, dude. What an intro! <laughs> I, I wrote that. I wrote that last stuff. night. <laughs> I was like, he needs an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I will literally save your intro and send it to anyone who asks for my bio from here forward. I'm like, that's my bio. Listen to this 30 <laughs> seconds. That's me. Uh, you know, this is who I am. Did literally, but thank you so much. I'm humbled, uh, I'm man. Grateful. Super thank stoked you. to chat with you, man. I mean, we've got a lot to cover, so let's oh, get to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited. On the yeah, Ledger, season two, Ledger makes for Rook. Here we go. You know, I always, I always push myself to say for Rook, but it's for for the people who don't know it. <laughs> and for yeah, yeah. it's it's hard to pronounce, but I can brag. I can say for <laughs> yeah, exactly. I see. I go as far as even going. So the Arabic way of saying is Farouk, right? Like you say it, yeah. but the Persian one is Farouk. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's that's the way, you know. Now that's, that's the, the alpha. So now people know how to pronounce your name. That's the there alpha, you go. exactly. So let's start, you know, from the beginning. You're you're someone who's obviously very good at storytelling and community building, and you know these two things have been driving people since forever. Um, and you've been making memes and building communities uh, since you were a kid. So why is that and what drove you to it? Was it like a natural thing or is there like an event that made you understand that this is what you were really good at? I, so I've been like, when I was 12 years old, Facebook came out, right? So that's when I made my first Facebook account. Mm -hmm. And immediately like, I was just uh, so hooked to social. Like I just thought it was so cool, the concept of like being able to just, I don't know, share. But I was so young, I was 12. So like, you still don't really understand this concept. I just, I just loved it. And then, you know, as I grew older, you know, things started like launching, like, you know, wow, I, I sound so old, I'm 27. Uh, but, you know, you know, but, you know, like, oh, back in my days, Facebook oh, wasn't you, You've a had a long career. So for 27, but you can, you know, you have a past. You know, exactly. Yeah. You know, we're like the middle children of this world right now. And so, but it's, uh, it's, uh, 
you know, so yeah, so then Instagram, whatever, Twitter, and all that good stuff started coming out. So, so when I was 14 years old, I would say to your question is when I really got the click. Um, I remember that I started a luxury blog called Mr. Good Life. And it was just all, all about sharing my passion for luxury. For example, I, I always loved cars. Like as a child, my mom told me I would always run to like nice cars and try to, I don't know, play with them. Or just, I was just, just obsessed. So I would collect them as well, right? I guess that's how I became a DJ. I was collecting Hot Wheels. But, um, you know, I would collect cars or nice things. Just, I was always had a passion for fine craftsmanship and very young for fashion. My first job was selling clothes and, and, and sneakers in a store at 15 years old. Uh, all summer long but uh you know so i always had this thing so i started that blog but you know i remember one time uh, i really wanted to express myself because i always had these thoughts inside of me like i always wanted to help others or grow or this and i was really young and i i found i guess i found my voice very young which is something extremely grateful for um and it's weird because i felt it i was like damn like i could do so much better like i can build an audience like from the tip of my thumbs i was on tumblr at 15 in 2011 and i was like you're telling me that i can reach 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 people and inspire them and try to like grow with them. So that's what I saw really early. So I guess that's when I got like, it's the calling and community building. So I started just like building my blog, but through that, like my goal was always the bigger I get, the more I can have an impact in that. So whether it's activism, this and that, or just like supporting communities and people. So that's how I really got into it, dude. Like it was like from 12 to 15, like finding things and socials and myself and at 15, just starting a blog. And then 18 years old, moving to Instagram, building a you know media company out of that, but being able to again like use my voice forward for like inspiration or like for my personal growth and the growth of others. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how this all led me to where I'm at today. Uh, um, but that's to answer your question. That's how it all you know. It's absolutely fascinating because you know there's always an element of um, you know people think that you know whether you created an Instagram page or you had that project that most people think it's out of luck, but you've been able to do it repetitively on many different platforms. So you started with Tumblr, then you went to Instagram and you've done it on Clubhouse and you've done it on Twitter. So like, let let me like, you know, uh, take a few steps back, but tell us about how you built your first community. How does that even work? Well, you know, my first one, I don't remember when, because when I was a kid, dude, like when I was saying I was making memes forever, I've been making memes since memes are a thing. Like literally like when I was 12, 13, 14 on Facebook, like I had, you know, like, there was every city had like LA problems, New York problems, like overheard this, overheard that. There was like, so I used to make like the Montreal problems back in my day. Like, like it was like 10,000 followers. I was just making me about Montreal, like memes or like my high school, we had, were 800 students and I made a page that had 800 likes. And on Facebook, it wasn't followers. It was called likes back then. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that were fan, like whatever it was followers and the whole school phone, I was making memes and under and anon. And I was just like, kind of making funny memes about the school. Cause it was a little, little friend school. Right, everybody knew each other. Lelise, you know, you have the head of the thing. So if I was busted, I'd get kicked out of school because it was really strict and private and all that shit. Right. So I would make them for two years anonymously, and I was making memes. So I've been really building community through memes forever. But my first big one, and the way I've done it was just, you know, like I, it's just like, what does it mean to build community? Is to is to gather people around a certain topic, subject, and you said it pretty well. Like people gather around politics, around you know, art around religion. around it. So we've been doing it to the dawn of time. It's like forever, for ages, for 10,000 years, we've been doing that. And so, you know, it's just building, to bringing people together around a common topic and being able to discuss it because regardless of your religious beliefs, of your ethnicity, of anything, what I loved about when I was saying my, my luxury page and my luxury, like, sort of, like, blog and everything is I was able to share, like, the things that I liked and find craftsmanship and orology and all that good stuff. And I didn't really care where anyone was from. Like we were people from all sorts of co- all countries, just like 
chatting about it, you know, and that's what I like about it. I'm, like one little stat I'm obsessed with a lot when I look into like numbers, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook and so on, whatever it was like the countries that people come from. Uh, because I thought always that was so fascinating to be able to share uh, something together and build community on that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, back to the point of you being able to build different communities on different platforms. I think, you know, and correct me if I'm mistaken, but there was a tipping point that happened early 2021 on Clubhouse. Um, and I was there, so I remember exactly how it felt. But maybe you can actually, um, you know, tell the listeners who don't really know what happened on Clubhouse early 2021, um, what it was like and what was different there and how did it actually um, kind of ignite that whole NFT movement? Dude, that that movement will be talked about in movies, like in history books. Like, it's like, literally, I'm convinced. And if not, we're going to make sure it is, because it's amazing. <laughs> like, you know, like, all my, my trajectory in life, like, led me to Clubhouse at the end of 2020. December 28th, 2020, I made my first Clubhouse room. And, uh, and I'll never forget, it was two listeners for four hours, just me and my friend, and we just kept going. And we talked about all things. And then February 18th, uh, you know, let me backtrack by saying that live social audio is one of the most important things that have ever come out of social media, important tools, right? We remember when Instagram was born, it was like, wow, the photo. When Vine came out with the video that Instagram took, wow. Then Snapchat came up with the story. Then, and then TikTok came up with this like, sort of like edit, whatever. And then Clubhouse came up with live social audio. And live social audio, I mean, your voice is the most powerful tool you have. I mean, you have a podcast, so you know that, right? Voice, music, we are drowned to sounds, everything is very important. And so when I saw live social audio in Clubhouse at the end of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic that was global, and the curfew in Montreal was 8 p.m., you're not even allowed to go outside after 8 p.m., there was nothing else to do. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is actually a very powerful tool for me to be able to educate myself and others and ask questions and also grow and build this community, right? And so that's what happened. So when NFTs came around on Clubhouse, right, because NFTs needed a voice, right? NFTs in crypto art, right? From my research and understanding, because I wasn't in the space yet, was only living on Discord and Twitter and some various pockets of the internet, some Reddit, this and that, right? But Clubhouse gave NFTs an art of voice and one of the most important part of art is storytelling. And so that's what happens. And so when I saw that come in, like I literally stopped whatever I was doing on Web2 and, and, and social media with like my Instagram stuff, like I told you, I shut it down because I was highly unhappy anyways. I had been looking for a way out and to do something else because just like I noticed there was no more like it was toxic. It was not healthy. It's not fun. And I saw this. So I, I, I stopped everything. I bought an NFT and I went all in because I was like, these people need their story to be told. I'll position myself as a bridge, as someone who's going to, you know, help like Web 2 and Web 3 come together and bring awareness as much as possible to Web 3 while learning from these artists. Fewocious, Fuck Render, Victor Mascara, Beige, um, Odious, Greg Mike, all these people that I met early on, right? And thank you, X. Like, I'm going to educate myself from these people. And then I'm going to be able to really bring people to this new technology, which to me is fascinating. And along the way, I've got to learn quite a bit and collect myself for the last year and a half. That's awesome. And what was that first NFT you bought? I'm actually curious. Aku, Genesis, Micah Johnson, <laughs> nice. uh, February 21st, 2021. So February 18th at night at midnight, I found out what an NFT was. The next day I met Micah Johnson. He came on my stage and told me a story, which is beautiful. And then on the 21st, I saw Aku, I bought it. And I remember the rush. Like I just slammed my chair. I was like, yes. Yes, I did it. I bought this NFT. It's gonna be crazy. Like whatever. And I never looked back. So yeah, Aku Genesis. It was a it was a special one. 
So, you know, uh, you spent a lot of time in Clubhouse, uh, you met a lot of artists, you bought your first NFTs, and you decided to completely transition to Web3. Why did you do that? What 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 kind of, you know, was the the, the driving force there? I mean, I, I saw clear as like day, like it was just when I, when I found out about NFTs first that night I told you on February 18th, like it was just like there was this community and the art. Like originally we actually came in for the community and the art. Like it was just so beautiful, that mm -hmm. movement that I saw happen. I was like, wow, like that's what I'm looking for in life. Like this is this is incredible. And I had been, you know, I had just got started investing in crypto and this and that and like I was doing research for for a while before that. I just never got in full time, and I always regretted it. My biggest regret in life was never getting to ETH when my friends were telling me to in 2017 at such low prices. I you feel know? you. And they were like in 2016. Actually, my chat's gone all the way back to, and I was like, whoa. And so, same for Bitcoin. Like making my first wallet to buy Bitcoin in 2012 in law school because I was bored. I was in law school and I was in the library, and I never actually bought Bitcoin because I was ADD. Like I was like, ah, I just went. I'll do it later type of thing, very young, never went back to it. Never probably had the nerve to do so either. But finally I had made the jump into early 2021. It was like my New Year's resolution. So when I found out about NFTs, I was like, fuck, like this is like, it literally feels like that crypto that I missed in 2012 and 2016, this is literally it. And I was like, that's my last chance to be early at this. Cause I've always been extremely good my whole life or career or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I seeing a trend and being able to, 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 to come and just like, Go in, go all in and just understand how it moves, right? I understand how so social media moves. And so I understand the clubhouse movement early on. I understand when Twitter is about to publicize so Instagram in 2014, Tumblr in 2011. So I saw that. But the thing is, this time it was mixed with like a beauty, which was the people and the community and the artists. Because go figure, the first people I met in the space are Thank You X and Thibosius and that gang. So imagine the entrance. When they were just way smaller a year and a half ago but they were still some mad dog jones like these people these are fred fuck render like these are my best friends today because of the people i met first so imagine you enter the space through art like that and people tell you that we're gonna this is a digital renaissance that we're gonna change the world together and me i'm a community builder and mm -hmm. community developer but us community builders have never been rewarded right for years. Dude, they used to make fun of meme makers. But guess what? A meme maker is probably one of the most important jobs in a social company nowadays. 100%. That pays more than a lawyer salary. Like there's community managers getting 150K a year now. But I've been saying that. I've been saying for years that community management builders one day are going to be some of the most paid and important people in companies. I, literally, I went on the record on national television a bunch of times, this and that, to say that. And it's just like I'm happy it's happening because that's where I found myself because I could build a community and be able to build something with that said community. I didn't know what it was going to be back then. I didn't know I was going to have Rock Radio or this and that, but I knew there was going to be something down the line for me if I just showed up every morning in this space and helped others and rather than extract value, give as much as possible. And I had something to give because I had my platform. It was already big on Instagram. I was already big on Clubhouse. I already had my shows. I already had my stuff going on. I had already been hosting like crazy before I met NFTs. But when that happens, the flip was imminent because I saw it. I was like, I can give something to them and they can bring to me this knowledge and I can learn from them. So I started being the guy that hosts and I asked questions. I asked all the questions. I still ask all the questions every day. I, I host every single day of the week. And it's just like, that's the amazing part. So that's what drew me to it, Mo. It's like just seeing this. And then, and then there's the whole like, okay, financially it's awesome. You can build generational wealth and build it for others. But that was never the goal. Mm -hmm. And it still is not like, you know what I mean? It's just this movement, this cultural, this is, I'm like, wow, like 
this is my dream. Like I could be in history books with people and I found myself here. It's really beautiful. Man, it resonates a lot with me. And there are a lot of different interesting things that you said there. And the power of the meme is just, you know, it's incredible. Did you did you listen to that um, interview Raoul Paul did with uh, 6529 I, the other I day? I have to finish it. Man. I have to finish it. That's 6529 sees the meme of production. Insane. <laughs> and, you know, he, he, he makes a point. He's like, yes, we can as a meme. Make America Great Again as a meme. And it ended up making, you know, a couple of dudes just rule the, you know, biggest power in the world. Um, 100%, bro. And, it's all memes. It's all We've always rallied around memes. Exactly. Always. And, you know, another interesting thing you th you said there is about um, how that model is actually built, that model of community building and, um, you know, meme generation. And it seems like in the Web2, um, you know, advertising-based business model, it's kind of all about attention, but not really about substance or genuine connection. And although we still use Web2 social media to communicate, you know, you're um, obviously... Uh, you know, spending a lot of time on Twitter and Instagram and all of these other social channels. The fact that we can tokenize that with um, digital ownership, you know, has changed the way we build communities. Um, and you've obviously started building your own community um, with uh, Rug Radio. How are you actually uh, managing that, um, you know, kind of uh, new possibility and then tell us about what 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 Radio is and and how you actually uh, came to you know building that community, which is at the center of the Web two and Web three model. So you know it's it's just like it's a, this is a packed question. So what is Rug Radio? I'm going to get to that. But how I got to it, it was just like you know what the beautiful thing about this space is like you say you can tokenize it and you can reward. So I have a I've been I talk about that a lot and I repeat it on every podcast. But my vision of everything is that. Web two is platform first, then creator, then then consumer. Web three flips the script, and the consumer is no longer a consumer; is a participant. And Web three is participant, then creator, then platform last. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's a it's a circle. It's not like a certain. It's not a certain. It's, it's not, not a like a, a hierarchy. Yeah. It's not a pyramid. You know, it's a circle mm -hmm. where. The platform serves the participant and can reward the participants for participating. So, because so, I don't want to say consuming, right? But yeah. let's say I'm saying consuming the platform, right? But being on there and being a network participant, actively helping build it, and then the creator ties it all in. The creator is the bridge. Creator artists are creators. Community builders are creators. You're a creator with your podcast, right? And so these are the educators of the space, right? In in society, like an actual normal society, right? That we live in, the most important people are teachers. Because they're educators, right? But they're the people that we say are not paid enough because they're doing the hardest job out there, right? To educate people. And so in our space, this has changed because the power is back to the creator, right? And so creators can create and then the platform gets something out of that, right? So we've completely flipped the script. So I understood this very, very early with this. And so I was building my brand for the last years. Like I've been building brands for eight, 10 years myself personally. And I've helped other people build their brands, right? On social media. But I saw this opportunity to build mine. And then through my brand, through my voice, being able to reward people for being part of it. And so you have the Faroque community per se, right? That I had built over 100 something thousand followers and like 200,000 followers in a year. I don't know what I did, whatever. On Twitter, which is cool. And like, cause no, but when I say whatever, it's like, I don't want to say, I'm not looking over. It's just, it doesn't matter because the mission is the same. Whether I have 10 followers or 20K or whether one day I'm going to have millions, it's always going to be the same thing. I'm the same fucking kid. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it's just like, 
So it's it's just being able to build something around the community and then reward them for being there. So one night, so what is Rug Radio? One night, September 19th, 2021, after months and months and months, like six, 700 clubhouse rooms, Twitter spaces that I hosted or co-hosted, or I've been a part of thousands, 16 hours a day. We're on there. We're jamming on a Sunday afternoon. John Noth, Mel, Dees, everyone. Everyone's on stage. We're vibing. It was one of those rooms where we're like, wow, like, the power is there. It lasted 10 hours. Like we're talking <laughs> Web3, NFTs, empowerment. Like, dude, like we were changing the world in that space. And we kept getting rugged and rugged and rugged and rugged and rugged. Like Twitter Spaces tech was pretty bad. It's not the best yet, but it's getting there. But like it kept closing my rooms on me. So then we're like, yo, let's call it Rug Radio. You know, because we keep getting rugged. And so that was that had become kind of the name of my show. And so anyways, so I'm in my Discord. I had created a Discord called House of Faroque, Faroque which is now switched to Rug Radio, of course. Um, and so that's where my community was uh, living so that we could talk about the conversation we were having, right? Another forum. And so someone said, damn, like, it sucks. I have to go back to my $11 an hour job tomorrow. So I have to go sleep, like word for word, something like that, you know? And then I was like, wait, on stage, I'm like, why don't we build a media brand? Because clearly we're here every day. Clearly we're at the heart and pulse of the community. Like you, like Rug Radio is the eye and the people that are hosting too are, are at the heart and pulse of the Web3 space. Like everyone wants to complain about influencers and Web2, this and that, but we're here. Like we're literally every day just like, you know, just just right there trying to help people. And so I saw that. I was like, wait, I'm sure we can find a way to get people paid or at least reward them for listening to my Twitter spaces. Because I want people to sit down for 10 hours because guess what? We are providing value. But what if I told you that could you would have gotten paid to stay in school? You would have stayed in school, right? Not you per se, Mo. I don't know what you end up doing, but most people, if you get paid in something, half a million dollars for education in America, if you're getting paid to go to school and the teachers are paid better and there's a proper platform supporting them, then people would stay there and educate themselves. And I genuinely believe that educating yourself on Web3 and crypto will be able to, you will be able to create 100%. this generational wealth, yeah. right? It's all this about is the wag me we talk. Yeah, that's the wag me we talk about. It's not like we're all going to make it. It's just like, we all have the opportunity to make it in the space if we actually put ourselves to it. So that was how Rug Radio was born. So I'm on stage. I'm like, yo, who wants to build a decentralized Web3 media company with me? And people started raising their hands. Like 200, 300 people that night applied to work with Rug Radio. And so I saw John and John's like, yo, like I want to be your right hand man. And John and I we're already best friends. He's like, I know the genius queen of tokenomics. So she brings on Mel. Mm-hmm. And then, then we have a more serious whatever. The spaces go through whatever. We make a POAP that night. It was crazy. We broke POAP. We broke, we broke everything we've ever tried. It's so funny. We melted the servers. And so then, um, then came Rock Radio. We sat down and fast forward months later, we, we launched one of the first, if not the first Web3 fully decentralized media ecosystem uh, through, there's a membership pass. There's 20,000 Genesis NFTs. Uh, the membership pass was given for free plus low gas. NFTs were 0.11. So we did a raise. And now we're building, you know, the future of media in, in the space right now. We're sitting with like 33, 34 creators. We're trying to beat a test 50. We have a platform coming. We've done incredible collaborations, whether it was with Yuga Lab, Boya Club, you know, some, you know, we've done some cool stuff with World of Women, a bunch of other projects or bigger names also like, you know, Web2 names, whatever, Paris Hilton, a bunch of other mm-hmm. people that we've done cool stuff with, but also with the community in the space. Like we're empowering creators. We're elevating voices, minority voices as well, like all sorts of voices. And we're just like out there every day uh, building what in my eyes is the future of media. That's amazing, man. It's amazing. And, you know, when you look at projects like yours and you see the massive growth um, and you realize that we're only a year in, you're like, wow. Like in a few years, what we're, you know, all collectively building in that space um, is just going to be fascinating. And, you know, we're going to come back to Rug Radio in a second, but I want to double click on something you said there. And I think it's very profound and interesting because 
you know, the, the fact that you own a piece of the house and you, you actually have that element of digital ownership is a major shift in terms of relationship dynamics and culture. Um, and the way we see, um, you know, people interacting together in Twitter space is just so different than checking out, a, you know, YouTube comments or Instagram comments. Um, because the relationships are not only based on something that's very shallow and, you know, you're not just passing by, you actually own a piece of the house. And if you own a piece of the house, you're actually not going to piss on the wall. And that's that's kind of the, the, the thing there. Um, how, how, how would you explain that culture to newbie? Imagine all of your craziest ideas and things you've ever wanted to achieve. Now you can actually come and like make them possible in the space. Just imagine that you're in a space where you can create and get rewarded for creating, provide value and get rewarded for providing value, and build and get rewarded for building. And it's just like such an incredible feeling and movement that's happening. This is a digital, digital and cultural renaissance that's happening right before our eyes. And that's why a lot of people fail to see it but want to, you know, naysay it. Because the it's it's not easy to to, to see at first glance, but when you, you scratch the surface, you're gonna see something and find something truly beautiful. And everybody should come in and at least try because it's nothing like I've ever seen before. Like it's like this feel of like getting helped out for whatever you need, finding people that can build whatever you want to build, and just being able to just show up every day and, and do something meaningful in this world. That's what it's like. I think the feeling is like it's just so warm and good. And though not everything is perfect mm -hmm. not and at all we've got know, highs we've got scams all. and we've got we got our scams we got our, we got our assholes yeah. we we're not chilling the crypto space here but we're you know i'm genuinely trying to kind of crystallize something i live every day although the space still has a lot of work to do exactly but the thing mo like you me and the people that are listening or or not the people that are in the space we're paving the way and so everything we do may not be perfect. And something we do now down the line, 12 months, five years, 10 years may look bad or may look like it was a bad idea. But it, but at this time or like a year ago, that's all we had. So we're trying to just put the blocks together. And maybe sometimes, someday, someone's going to come and build something better on top of what's being built now. But we're the people that are actually trying and trying to build something first. And if not second or third. And so before there's thousands and 10,000 and millions. So, you know, that's what it is. Like, it's just this feeling of being early. It's like, you know, when we say we're still early, the meme, again, everything revolves around memes in the space. Everything. So we're still early, which is a meme. But is it? Because we are early. Now, people are starting to know more about NFTs. It's going more mainstream. And is doing NFTs. And Fnau's doing NFTs. The government of the UK is doing NFTs. Yeah. We were having you know, a conversation yesterday about certain people who are starting to do NFTs and it's absolutely insane because, you know, yeah. if you have these people doing NFTs, then, you know, you're probably going to have hundreds of millions of people coming in. You know, Correct. The but there is years. a pocket. There is a pocket of the space that's just trying to actually build something super meaningful for the years to come and everybody should back that. 100%. And for the, you know, let's go back to, you know, this component of community building. Um, for someone who, you know, imagine someone who's listening to us who probably has a project in Web2 or, you know, probably doesn't even have a project and wants to build their own project. How would you, um, you know, what would be your recipe for building a Web3 community? Um, recipe for building a Web3 community is, is, is focused on providing value. Don't, even, don't ever even think of thinking of what the community is going to do for me, especially not at first. Don't 
ever think like that. It's a big red flag. Uh, provide, provide, provide versus extract. And participate versus consume. So really participate to your, with your community. Give to your community. Answer to your community. Uh, uh, contribute to the community, you know, uh, and just keep being yourself and creating and just, you know, rather than put people down, find a, po- find a pocket that you like and go build within that. Or simply, you know, we have all these collectible projects. What I love about them is that you can just, you know, go be part of a community and build from within there, you know, just find, find your people and just build there. And so that's the beautiful thing about the space and what, and the best way to approach community building in Web3 is just finding your niche, becoming very good at what you are, you are and ask a lot of questions and participate a lot with genuine intentions. And you will get paid, paid, you get paid back tenfold, hundredfold, thousandfold, you know, in all sorts, in energy, this and that. Like, it's just, you got to give, you know, before you get it. in this space, in Web2, it's, it was, you know, I feel a lot of people, it was easier for them to extract. But in this space, it's like, you know, I think this space really is, is there's like a cultural, mental change like in, in, in people. 100%. And the thing I often tell people who already have a business is, you know, don't think about it as a marketing stunt, but, you know, try to change your business model to incorporate some of these technological components that are actually, uh, you know, emanating from this Web3 space. Um, and, you know, to go back to Rug Radio, um, so, you know, you've obviously uh, launched that project with all the, the Genesis NFTs and um, everything that, you, you know, the incredible content that you're creating on Twitter. Um, where do you see ROG Radio going in the next few years? And what would need to happen for you to consider that ROG Radio has achieved its mission? Um, you know, my, I mean, I think that if we can really just stay where we're at in terms of like at the heart and possibly community as the community grows and ourselves grow from within, you know, and just build a laying foundations for people to build on. That's where I will be uh, very happy with it. You know, it's, uh, you know, when, when it's funny, rug radio, I mean, I'm Persian, rugs, all that good stuff. And we know the term rug in the space and this and that. But, you know, it's also when you build a house, when you want to, now it comes, your house is built and you want to put your stuff in there, right? Your furniture. First, you put a rug, right? Then you put your couch and your table and this and that. But what's the foundation of it? It's a rug. And, uh, and, and the goal with Rug Radio is to build the foundations that people can come a one-stop shop and build from. So we're an incubator, we're an accelerator. We're, 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 we're already starting to, to, to partner up with, with brands and do a bunch of cool stuff. We're launching shows, so, and we're platform agnostic, and we're working on our own platform, right? But so for me to say Rug Radio is successful is, 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 is a day where the DAO, right, because we have the Rug DAO. So we have 33 incredible council members, you know, with the likes of Keith Grossman, President of Time, John Legere, ex-president, COT Mobile, you know, Anjali Kapoor, she's a big name in, in media as well. You know, Betty, who followed Dead Fellas, Richard from Manifold, some names you're familiar with. Uh, and you know, all sorts of people from all sorts of worlds, all sorts of paths of life, you know, incredible builders and community members. But it's just for the DAO, which, you know, has quite a lot of money now because we have $6 million in the DAO already. Uh, and by the way, it's funny, today's three months that we launched, so one, one whole quarter uh, with the 11th. So it's funny. Uh, but it's uh, it's just for it to, to – I don't know. You know, it's just like, obviously I want us to all own the narrative and all own this platform together. That's fully decentralized where we, we as a community choose what gets to be big, what gets to be seen, what gets to be said, because right now, like the narrative around NFTs is quite negative. If you look at media and even media in general, I think there's a fatigue. That's why we all found each other. We're just a bunch of people who got really sick and tired of the media narrative and all all sorts of shit that's happening in the, this, real world or whatever you want to call it 
and we all found ourselves in this pocket of the world and we're trying to build our own thing. So that's what makes Rug Video successful. Is one day I hope we're our own social platform where people can create on it, participate to, to, to earn, listen to earn, learn to earn, and just be able to do all these things and, and get rewarded for it and just create, honestly. Like this is, this is the goal of it. I want us to be able to incubate, to accelerate a bunch of projects. We're already doing it. We've partnered with Metascapes. I'm sure you guys are familiar with them, right? Yep, of Kath of Samard and Yuri and, and their teams. Incredible people. Team. We're working on more. Yeah, dude. So it's to be able to be this like launch pad like I've always, I've, for the last year, I've been a launchpad myself for projects and people. When you think about it, people come on the show, yeah, do this, do that. So it's like, it's Dave Krugman one day looked at me and he was like, do you know what you've done in space? I'm like, no, what do you mean? He's like, I mean, I don't have my idea what I've done in space. Like, what do you, what, what do you see? And he's like, well, it's like this like launchpad where like we come in and we get sucked out and pushed into the ether and it's like boom and then we blow up and so it was like why don't i find a way to build this thing right because me i'll plateau like Farouk can only grow so much but what if i'm able to build something way bigger than me that's beyond me that's owned by people i went the non-traditional route of raising through nfts because i didn't want to go the traditional route of going for raise and vcs and funds and that's not wrong and they're not bad they're welcome in rug radio everybody is but you just got to buy the floor you got to get DAO tokens. You got to participate, right? So, so that's the goal. Like to me, it's to be able to show people that we can build our own platforms, that we can own our own narrative, that we can seize those means of production that 6529 is talking about because we're the ones creating them. So we may as well own them instead of enriching platforms again to trillions of dollars that we don't have a say in or a piece in. So that's the future of Rug Radio and the Rug DAO. I really hope we go the way of having our own platform and that we'll be going to be able to really, really empower this entire space. Like, this is like the communities. Rug Video is not mine, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the communities. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, honestly, to see. Like, for those of you who are listening to us who are, who've actually never been to a Rug Radio uh, Twitter space, I highly recommend um, you go there. It's an amazing energy, uh, amazing interaction between uh, the community members and the speakers. And... It honestly, truly feels like a, a decentralized uh, media. Um, and I'm actually very, act you know, uh, curious and uh, optimistic about its future. Um, but anyway, before we move on to our last segment of the show, I actually have a very bateau question, but I'm curious about the answer. You've had quite the career for someone your age, and I know you have a lot of different dreams. Where would you see yourself in, say, you know, 15 years? Dude, I don't know what I see myself in 15 minutes. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's hard because, you know, this space is so day-to-day -day and it moves so fast. It's like a day is a week in our space. So it's like, even now, like uh, Monday, I'm just, God knows what's going to happen today all day. But, you know, I obviously have my ideas, my goals, my vision that I'm trying to achieve. I don't know where I'll be in 15 years, but I sure as hell hope that, you know, I'll be one of these people that, you know, will have really helped the space thrive and really fully take off and and just, you know, I, I just hope that, you know, and I will make sure that whatever we build, Rug Radio, Rug DAO, and then whatever's to come after that is really just very successful and that it sits at the heart and pulse of the community and, and the space and that we're really um, leading in the way with education um, because that's the goal. So where I see myself in 15 years, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, definitely um, going to be in a very similar place, just doing my thing. It's time to go um, to our last segment of the show. This is rapid fire. So, oh, uh oh, uh oh, you know, we like to make it a bit more playful. So, you know, we'll have a round of rapid fire questions. Some will be harder than others, but the idea is that you shouldn't think for too long. So I'm ready. 
Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Your favorite NFT drop? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? That's rapid, your rapid fire. fire? Yep. Uh, my favorite NFT drop. My favorite NFT drop. My, my favorite NFT drop. My favorite NFT drop. I don't know. My own? <laughs> your own. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rug Radio, Radio. Genesis. I mean, it's the most special one to me. You know, Rug Radio Makes Genesis. Sense. is so special. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if, if I dropped an NFT, it would be my favorite as well. <laughs> Twitter or Instagram? My Instagram is uh, oh, Twitter or Instagram? Yeah. Twitter. Okay. Your favorite Web3 figure? doesn't have to be a friend. Someone it's, that inspires it's, oh, it's, it's, it's No, it's artists, honestly. Like, it, it's ferocious. Ferocious. Okay. The most underhyped project in the space? Rug Radio. Okay. <laughs> the most overhyped one? Um, all the projects that go to a crazy uh, floor pre-reveal and nah, then actually no, no, no. you have to deliver nothing. It's the most. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to get killed if I get, if I, if I, if they give what I say. All right. I'll cut you some slack. Your dream collab? Um, Kanye West. Um, your NFT regret, your biggest NFT regret? Uh, not buying a million apes when I actually was buying my first one, like point two ETH. Uh, I was there day one. So not same. just buying the time. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah, sold a few. Still regretting it every morning. Yeah. Um, an emerging artist that you'd bet a Bitcoin on? Emerging artist I bet a Bitcoin on. Um. I'm really a big fan of like, you know, uh, this whole crew of like Ed Balloon right now, Latasha, uh, you know, these emerging artists just crushing it, like, you know, in the music space. Um, and just like, I don't know. Just, I'm not sure I'm familiar with say. them. Where, 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 what do they do? Ed does like these little clay figures that he's trying to do movies from. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's like animated music. Latasha, I mean, she's pioneered music space and nfts she's probably one of the faces poster child of music nfts in my opinion uh she crushed out zora and then but like emerging she's already crushing but emerging is tough because so much talent in the space it's too hard in the space to pick one artist for anything what would be the thing that you'd want to change about the space i want less people to try and destroy the space from within and just try to drag people down and more people thinking about the greater good that we're trying to fucking build here and um, the last one is the ultimate tip you'd give someone who's just starting in Web3. Just start. Yeah. Like, just be, just exist, just just ask. You know, there's not that nobody's gonna, like, people are gonna help you. Ask, be, build, give, you know, just come in. Like, this is the most welcoming space ever. This is really something completely different. So sometimes we're like, is this a cult? Like, because it's like, we're so like, you know, it's just like, this is the best quote. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, it was a pleasure chatting with you. I mean, uh, I, I could keep going for hours, but I think you know, uh, we probably have to leave it there. Farouk, I appreciate what you're doing in the space. I uh, loved having you on the show. I'm sure we're going to do some of these again. And yeah, I'll see you soon. Hell yeah. See you soon, Mo. Thank you so much. Shout out to Rob Radio. Shout out to Ledger. You know, it's really awesome to be able to share my voice with y'all. And I'm really grateful. Thank you so, so much. That's it. Oh, man, what a chat with Farouk. Gotta love his energy. If you want to learn more about Rug Radio, head out to rug.fm. And as usual, if you haven't subscribed to our show yet, please hit that subscribe button and help us help you get the content you deserve. This was On The Ledger from Paris with your host, Moel Said. Till next time, take care. Au revoir. 
This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment, or tax advice. Do your own research. Any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.